0: People ask me a lot that mm-hmm. if I'm planning to stay here forever. And for me, it's like, yeah, this is what feels like. I mean, New York will always be my first home. You know, mm-hmm. that is what helped to mold me. And I love that place. When it comes to Iceland, I also
1: feel like this is my home. All right. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode, guys. I don't know if you've been dreaming about traveling during this crazy pandemic, but I have. And one of my dreams is to go to Iceland. (laughs) Iceland is a dream, one of the top places I want to visit more than anything. And I'm super happy today because joining me to share her wonderful stories and adventures is Jules. Welcome, Jules, to A Million Little Adventures. Thank you. Yes, I just was dreaming about Iceland, like I said, and then I just saw your feed on my Instagram. And I love to like bookmark different places because once we're able to travel like freely and safely, like I just want to go exploring everywhere. And Iceland's always been a dream of mine. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love your page.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: And I want to go a little bit back. Where where are you from? You're, You're from the States?
0: Yeah, I'm from New York City, specifically okay. in Brooklyn, and was born and raised there before moving to Iceland. So I spent all my time basically in New York, or most of it, besides the four years I went to college in upstate New York, So I spent a lot of my time in New York okay. <laughs> before moving to Iceland five years ago.
1: Wow, five years ago. And before that, like you said, you hadn't really traveled much?
0: I traveled. It's just not, yeah. you know, living, living abroad. abroad. That's what I meant by spending most of my time there. It's, you know... But yeah, traveling was something that I always felt passionate about. Mm-hmm. I think my first trip internationally was a family vacation when I was four.
1: Yeah.
0: And we went to Antigua. You know, it was just like, which was I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: It doesn't count. It doesn't
0: count. No, exactly. So that's like, I'm like, officially, but I think really when it comes to like going out of the country, um, was when I was 17 or 16, and my high school had a trip to Italy. Oh, fine. And that was really, like totally changed our perspective about a lot of things you know Uh especially at that age and kind of seeing a different life and it was a European
1: life and you know it was just it was really fascinating. What made you decide to go to Iceland? What, what What's the story behind that? Tell me.
0: Yeah, okay. So this is a little bit of a long story, but I'll keep it brief. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you don't want to have me like 20 minutes explaining exactly how this happened, but-
1: Hey, i so don't in mind. Brief, <laughs> brief,
0: yeah. In brief, my husband is Icelandic. And so yes. this initially started I've known him for a long time. That's the thing that's really fascinating about our relationship is that we met when we both were in college. He was not living in the United States. So I was in RPI, uh, Rensselaer Polytechnic institute, which is a, an engineering school in upstate New York. And I met a guy there named Orre. and he is Icelandic and we became like fast friends, really nice, you know, and it was just like, cool individual why not hang out and party you know mm-hmm. and, and then he had Icelandic friends coming over and one of them was Gunnar and he's really adorable like you know attractive and I remember we were talking a lot that night and this is I don't know 14 years ago or something wow. it was a long time ago and we weren't becoming like a couple or anything it was just more like you <laughs> tell that we were attracted to each other but there was nothing else happening and was that just that, because
1: no one had made a move no one had expressed that you wanted it more, more? um I think <laughs> I'm was, like tell me about your relationship yeah there
0: were, there were two reasons to be fair one was that he told me he just started seeing somebody and okay. so I wasn't going to be like disrespectful of that you know and also he lives in Iceland like what who, who goes to Iceland like it was just one of those weird things that I in my life I just didn't jump at this being like yeah exciting it was just, like good for you, you know? like, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not intrigued by this, you know? No
1: second thought about it.
0: No, and it's funny, cause I remember already showed me a book in Icelandic and I, I literally laughed when I looked at the book
1: and I was, I was like, there's no
0: way anybody can read this. Like, this is, a, this is just a practical joke. So I closed the book and I thought never in my life, right? And of course now I'm like speaking Icelandic and like learning more and more. <laughs> it's just like, I never thought that would happen. So if you fast forward, like uh, seven or eight years past that time. Good and I ended up getting together. I Maybe mean, mm-hmm. it was nine years, I don't know. Some, some amount of time passed and we ended up becoming a couple. And he tells me that, cause he had moved in within that time to the United States to go into a master's and PhD program in the Midwest in Indiana, right? Oh, wow. So, and we became, we were Facebook friends as well. Like it was like one of those social media basically is how we stayed in contact. And at some point, we were both were single, we uh, decided to meet up and it was like, immediate that we were together. It was really bizarre. It was almost like we were just kind of meant to be. Just that, that connection
1: moment. has always been there. And it was just like, this is the right time. Mm-hmm. Let's do it.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up moving to Iceland. So yeah, that's, that's in a very like, <laughs> super
1: brutal. Cutting the details. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing us. That's so cool. and moving was that a big change for you like can you explain to me if you experienced any culture shock Mm,
0: yeah I would say it wasn't the moving that was so much the culture shock it was more Mm -hmm. like as I'd visited because I was visiting every every other month Goodnut and I had no sorry, every month we would visit each other but like you know we would split it up so like one month I would come the next month he would come and he at one point moved back to Iceland before I moved with him so he was here maybe about seven or eight months before I moved. Mm -hmm. And so I would be coming to Iceland quite frequently in this time to visit. And that was interesting because there were certain things there was like, you know, the whole leaving the babies out in, uh, outside when they're taking a nap, right? And it's just like, I feel so uncomfortable with this. I still feel uncomfortable with it because I'm just like, ah, you know, like you just you're the fact that I grew up in this huge city and you're always told to be on guard and like you hear people snatching children and this is an infant so it's like the easiest right just like and it's sad that like I have to think this way but that's just how I've been brought up and so I remember we were in inside having like I don't know coffee and cookies and whatever I, I don't drink coffee but like that's it's like coffee time they call it and so yeah we were inside, and the baby was just, like, they were outside the door, but, like, the door was almost closed, right? And I was, like, the whole time just thinking, like, what about this baby? What are we going to do? Like, you know, and everyone else is chilling out. Having, was like, their can, I'm not comfortable right now. I
1: need to know what's going to happen to me.
0: Yeah, and I just, like, eventually had to let it go. Thankfully, none of my nieces or nephews are at that age anymore where, you know, this happens. But,
1: like, Okay, well, can you explain to me, what what is this tradition? What is, like, the purpose of this? What's the practice? Like, what is it meant to do?
0: So, apparently, when you put the babies outside, like, you're bundling them up, right? So they're Mm -hmm. nice and cozy, and you have, like, this the the carriage, the hood of the carriage comes over. Like, they're protected. But the idea of getting fresh air when they're sleeping is actually supposed to help them sleep better and also just, like, healthy for them to get this fresh air. I think, too, it's it's somewhat acclimating them to, like, Iceland and the weather because they could be out there when, not when it's a windstorm or anything, but, like, you know, sometimes it could be relatively windy or it's a relatively cold day. But as long as you have them bundled up well, they do seem to nap really well in this kind of environment.
1: Like, no fuss at all.
0: Yeah, apparently. I mean, the parents always say that, like, this is a great trip to get your kid to sleep, to get to, to get them to take a nap. It's to bundle them up like this. I wonder if uh, like,
1: <laughs> North Americans yeah. will try that. <laughs> well,
0: apparently, like, all right, yeah. so when I did a video about this,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: some, a long time ago on YouTube, there was actually a, a couple of people who wrote to me saying, like, this was not uncommon in, like, the 50s or 60s in the U.S. And I was like, oh. So kind of interesting that, like, I think due to crime <laughs> unfortunately right <laughs> it ended up changing and so this is a a thing that is not uh, uncommon depending on the time frame you're talking about with um. certain countries you know or at least in like for us we feel so distant from it but that's just because it's so many decades ago
1: yeah in iceland it's it's been around forever
0: or ha- like it's yeah. always
1: been part of their tradition or their culture the
0: yeah, I don't know how long, but I know it's been a long time because, you know, grandmothers now, you know, they talk about it like that was just something that also happened for them. Like, it's, it's, this is a no-brainer almost.
1: This may be like a dumb question, but like, are, where the babies are in, like, are they in, like, stroller? Like, what are they in?
0: Yeah, they're in a stroller. They're in, like, those, those the, like, the cover over them and so on. Yeah.
1: And they're, like, marked, like, no one would accidentally, like, take someone's baby.
0: I mean, they could, I don't know, it It, it might have happened. I wouldn't be surprised that it has happened, especially if you don't look, but I would assume that what you would do is you would look to make sure your baby's okay first, (laughs) before it off. Um, This doesn't happen as much downtown as it used to. It's like people do it more in in their homes for sure, or like in their buildings and stuff. On their balcony. That's a that's a big one. If you have a balcony, putting the kid you. out there on the balcony.
1: <laughs> it's my balcony. I can have my kid out there. <laughs>
0: yeah, like take a nap on balcony, kids.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So that was something to get used to. Any other like crazy cultural traditions that that you've maybe uh, you've adopted? Mm-hmm. And... <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, it's, there's something that that I was already pretty much used to. Mm -hmm. So swimming pool culture in Iceland has been around for quite a while. And it is very normal when you go to the swimming pool that you have to get naked and take a shower. You have to. You you have to.
1: It's like like frowned upon if you don't, or you're not even allowed.
0: Uh, Well, there are people, some Icelanders might even stop you and say like, hey, I don't know if you know, but this is how it's done here. This is... The ones okay. we do it because we're trying to like keep the water cleaner and <laughs> So like a lot of people will be like, but I can bathe in my bathing suit. You know, I can I can um shower that and like no, you have to take off your bathing suit, you have to use soap in all your areas <laughs> and oh. shower naked. And usually they're communal areas, so not you know, they separate the female and, and male um, individuals but it is not like anybody really cares. You know what I mean? Like personally, I just, I've not had any issues with it when I mm-hmm. came here, I was like, oh, okay, get naked, whatever, you know, like no big deal. But I've had many friends, including family, that came and they were like, I have to do what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I have to shower and all these people. And I was like, yeah, I mean, no big deal. Like,
1: no I love deal. that you're, you're sharing this because I lived in Korea for five years and they have this thing called Korean bathhouses. Mm. so what you do same thing it's like you're supposed to strip down naked enter this area separated male and female and you can like bathe yourself and sometimes there's even um like springs or like spas where you can just sit down relax naked with your friends have a chat um so I got like used to that like it was but like like you said explaining to friends and family they're like um never doing that I know I did it with a group of friends for the first time and we're just like, okay, we're never going to be best friends as much as we are right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is different. It's definitely not uh, sitting in a pool, chatting with each other naked. Yeah. That's, that's kind of more like sauna that right in Finland. Yeah, or something yeah. Like that, yeah. yeah.
1: So that's what they, that's what they did in Korea. So if you ever go to Korea, like, because You're you, you, you've had that experience, you know, it'd be like yeah. nothing to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I honestly feel like it, it's sad that we are so like ashamed sometimes of being mm. naked
1: you know it's just like we're just bodies like and appreciate the body we're given right yeah, you know
0: exactly yeah our body does so much for us and it's unfortunately that society has put this you know image out there that you're basically never going to be enough and
1: yeah the and then it has us nitpicking like I could change this I can change this and exactly uh, yeah I, I I love Korea but unfortunately they've They uh, highlight that a lot because like it's like the plastic surgery capital. I know you've heard. So people from all over the world there to get
0: plastic
1: surgery. Yes, and it's cheap. Like, okay, I got LASIK eye surgery, a third of the price that I would get in Canada, which is where I am now. It's just so affordable there. And it's not to say like go to Korea to get like plastic surgery, but it's you would be on a subway and someone would have like a chin strap and like a nose guard. Black eyes because they had all this work done on their face, and it would be normal. It would almost be like to show like your wealth and that you can have this, and because you're like improving- you Are taking the train? I mean- you're improving yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And taking the train, it's like what? Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: there's also uh, the breathing or talking on the inhale. So, oh, I mean, yes. there's, there's plenty of things that will probably pop into my mind because it just happens. Yes, but please do. I do that now, so. <laughs> It's not unusual when I respond to someone and you're saying yes, and I sound like, which is Yao, and you're like, oh. and, it's just, and it's really weird <laughs> to do this. And, and not weird to me anymore, but it's something when I first heard it, it was in the United States, and I thought the person had asthma. And that's I, I, I I'm
1: not gonna lie, I really thought you just <laughs> like, yes. what is, okay, I didn't know that they did this. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's very common. Same, and okay. if you sit around, I send people and for whatever, and you just like are listening to them, you'll eventually hear this because at first you might be like, you know, just
1: kind of <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like,
0: wait, are they even like,
1: talking? Yeah, I'm just story? gonna ignore that for a second, and like, okay, I just like, can't, that
0: yeah. And some people do it when they want to emphasize something that's like kind of interesting, it doesn't have to be surprising, but it could be like,
1: oh, yeah, no, no, no.
0: And it's like, why, why, why would you do this? Oh. <laughs> and it's more than just, yeah, I mean, you can actually, I've seen people do like sentences or a sentence where they were like, they were talking and they need to breathe. So they just keep on talking and breathing. <laughs>
1: so, really? well, wow. And you, yeah. like you're, you, you do this a little bit now? I
0: started doing it not too long ago organically so okay. that was the thing too like I did not I don't like to force things that just yeah, don't course. feel right you know I, I've of course joked around with it being like ah they are talking on the inhale As like I'm never gonna do this and then it just started happening and I was like
1: crap <laughs> I just did that does your husband do this a lot yeah
0: he definitely okay does. so
1: maybe you you know just naturally being around him all the time you know <laughs> yeah. bound to happen so
0: yeah, exactly or even using this word yeah yeah uh, which is more like well, but it can be used for so many different things, you know? And I started using that organically maybe about a year ago. And I was like, huh. and even when I was, I was working out today and I was, and I we were finishing up and I was like,
1: yeah, yeah. And I was like, what did I just say? That? wait, just to what? yourself. Yeah. I
0: mean, I mean, I said it out loud. Like people could hear me, but it was more like for me, like, all right, it's almost over. You know, gotta keep going. And I was
1: like, what <laughs> I'm fully integrated now. <laughs> I guess you're, you're in Iceland now. Like that, that's it. Like this is your, this is your home. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I, mean, I, have, I have a video coming out about this because people ask me a lot, uh, yeah. at least decently that mm-hmm. if I'm planning to stay here forever. And for me, it's like, yeah, this is what feels like. I mean, New York will always be my first home. You know, mm-hmm. that is what helped to mold me. And I love that place. When it comes to Iceland, I also feel like this is my home. And I just don't, at the moment, see myself anywhere else. I don't see myself back in the
1: U.S. either. Mm. What got you to start this page and to talk about Iceland mm-hmm. and to just really share it with the world? And I love, I want to comment Like your, in your stories, you have like daily Icelandic like news and what's happening. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Yeah, I've been taking a little bit of a hi- hiatus from it just because uh, I've just been feeling like I've been doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 gonna continue. So
1: don't worry. Okay, okay. I
0: am so tired. Like, trying to juggle so many different uh platforms is a lot, you know. So I'm like on my podcast, the audio part, and then I have the video part, and then I do Instagram, and it's just like ah. <laughs> just,
1: you enjoy you know? it though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do. And that's why I don't want this to become something where I'm being Like I'm I'm annoyed by it, you know? So Mm -hmm. when I feel like I'm not into it, I just don't do it. And I think that's, you know, usually the opposite of people like, oh, you have to be consistent, which I do think consistency is necessary. And that's helped me to get to where I am. But at the same time, when you're forcing certain things, it can really drag you down and you can start to burn out. And I just don't want that. Yeah. Okay. In terms of all things Iceland, it started, the idea started probably four years ago, I think. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts at the time. So when I moved to Iceland, I, one of the great things is I had a job here before moving. So Ooh. I secured a job and I was very fortunate in that. That does not happen to everybody. I was very adamant about it though, just to be honest. Like this was not like- Like you just pursued it. Me. Oh yeah, I mean, that but was like- good enough. That's yeah. what
1: you need to do. Um, I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, I need to, it's like the people I need to know, but you also need to put in work, you know? <laughs>
0: Absolutely, it is. And, and, and even sometimes some people put in work and it just doesn't work out for them. It's not, you know, it doesn't, hard work, it's just one of like the quotes that the hardest one to swallow sometimes, but it's like hard work doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah. And I've I heard that. that. My sister's basketball coach used to tell them that, even though they worked really hard and were like champions, you know? <laughs> but, like still, the idea was this like, do not assume that just because you work hard that you're going to get what you think you deserve, you know? While that's good to keep that realistic, it also, you know, means you should still pursue it because you just never know. Like these things might align for you. And for me, it was, I was lucky enough I had gotten this job I did like the job it was so I'm in digital marketing and that was what I was doing for this company but it was outdoor adventure company and what was great is that they were giving me like all this access to activities and everything around Iceland and like learning about nature and going in the highlands going hiking crazy awesome stuff and what? sparked in my mind was that like i'm always getting questions from people being like what is iceland like family and friends you know not obviously no one knew about who I was then but it was really fascinating that all of a sudden it's just in my brain after listening to a ton of tim ferris episodes <laughs> and he was usually at the time interviewing a lot of people about like you know um them having gone after like their dreams or whatever he's really changed over now but um So in that zone, I was like, well, I don't know of a podcast that talks about Iceland and or at least one that does it the way that I would like to hear it. So Mm -hmm. for me, Iceland incorporates all these things because what I'm learning is about the culture, the nature, history and language. But there might be one that's like certain stories in Iceland, you know, it was just like kind of went off and they weren't consistent either. And so I thought to myself, "Okay, I am going to make a podcast (laughs) and it was you know at the time i was like oh great idea and yeah it was just one of those like this felt really exciting and good and i put it out in there in the world in june of 2018 and i had no idea what was going to happen right i didn't even expect people were like you never know if you're ever going to get people to listen to it and i was like i just felt that like it would happen eventually so as long as i was consistent and yeah it just i think for that year i had 50 episodes or something like i was like on a roll which was really good for me because i'm also working a full time job you know whatever everyone's got their own you know stuff and it just felt right and then after that I decided that you know YouTube would be I think a better way of expressing myself because now granted I do like the audio part still Mm -hmm. but I feel like I can be very animated at times when I'm talking (laughs) yeah me too yeah. And so I was just like, I think I'm gonna give a YouTube a try, but I was freaked out by it. I'm not gonna lie. Like this because in the beginning I wanted to kind of be more like NPR, you know, like Yes, not- yes.
1: <laughs> I have a whole bunch of their different series. It's it's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like it's kind of more calmer. It's like interesting and like informational, but like on, on YouTube it's it's more fun. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. So anyway, that's essentially how it evolved. And then I'm just continuously trying to evolve it.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I'm, I'm like thankful that you share this story because as like a new podcast, I'm only doing this because with the crazy year that we had, I needed like a creative like outlet. And I love talking to people about their stories. Like thankfully I was able to travel Southeast Asia and it would just be like connecting with people, tell me your stories. And I thought that this is what I could do with this podcast. And right now I don't have any goals to, like I don't aim to be like big or like to blow up or anything, but I really just want to like, I have so so many great conversations with people and I want to share that with other people. Mm -hmm. So that's what my purpose is. And then also, like you said, just trying to stay consistent because, you know, any any chance I get to talk to these people, I'm just like, I just want to put it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I really appreciate you coming on here, so... Yeah. yeah, my pleasure. Thank <laughs> you for inviting me. <laughs> okay, so okay, so now we have the purpose of like all things Iceland. Now, what exactly did you want to hit with your podcast? Like, what was your first podcast? Was it just like, hey guys, this is Jules. I'm <laughs> in Iceland. What were you trying to reel people in with?
0: Yeah, so it's really funny that the first podcast was actually an interview, which was not... <laughs> I-, I just wanted to test it out. So there was yeah. a guy... And it makes
1: you feel better when there's like another person there (laughs) as well.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so. And I I wasn't sure if it was going to even sound good, Mm -hmm. but there's this guy named Jesse Bayak. He's a professor of old Norse and something else. So I went to a polyglot conference and I saw one of his books there and I just started chatting with him and I was just like, you know, I'm trying out a podcast and I would love to come and interview you for this. And he was like, sure, here's my apartment or like, no contact me or whatever. And so like he gave me his apartment number and I went and it's like you know, one of those really random things where I'm just like going to someone's apartment. I do not know this man from, you know, a stranger on the street. <laughs> yeah, and I go, hey, it's
1: an adventure, let's do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And we have this great conversation. And it was funny because I, you know, a lot of people when they're being interviewed and they're not used to being interviewed, they can be a bit standoffish. Mm-hmm. and so i feel like that's part of the interviewing process is really making people feel comfortable and you know getting them to kind of like relax so they can just let it flow and i remember he started out the, the interview like his hands crossed you know like, <laughs> and it wasn't that <laughs> like he was mad or anything he was just kind that's, of like that's his comfort stance yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know just trying i guess in his own way to i don't know I feel like it's a protection and to mm-hmm. this degree. Yeah. Anyway, at the end of it, he, it was so surprising. He was just like, he was really relaxed. And he was like, that was, that was really fun. And I was like, yeah, it was, right? And I like left beaming because I was just, and I, was, I went and I took the bus. I was taking the bus home and I was, I was so freaked out. Cause I was like, I hope that this whole thing was recorded. You know, it said it was doing it. So I listened to the whole thing, which was about an hour and a half. I mean, granted, it doesn't take me that long to get home, but. I listened you know as much as i could to it and then even at home and i was like oh my gosh i have my first episode right here <laughs> this interview. yeah i didn't yes. really i think i introduced myself maybe in the intro of that possibly i don't really remember her but i'm going on like a hundred episodes at this point so i don't even know oh, like, that's
1: amazing yeah
0: so. that's
1: amazing and like you said you're not sick of it yet so i think it's very important to just like slow down when you need to slow down like you said yeah. and take time for yourself and the ideas yeah. would just keep flowing.
0: <laughs> and, and to be fair, like I had times where I was super busy. You know, I changed jobs at one point. And when you change jobs, you end up, you know, feeling like you have to um, show your best because you don't want, you know, you want them to feel like they made a good choice in hiring you. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really hard because then I had no time for podcasting. I had no time for YouTube. And that was actually a wake up call for me. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what do I really care about?
1: what's you know? important
0: like, not this job yeah <laughs> so yeah it, and it was really interesting that i because i was just like i was missing it i was feeling so sad that i couldn't do this stuff and even though i have to take breaks at times like everybody needs to uh-huh. i think realizing kind of what is lighting you up inside you know I, i'm sometimes You're happy not wanting to say passion because i don't think you like are one of like it's not one of those things where people are saying like i'm trying to find my passion and it's like
1: what would that look like
0: you know yeah
1: and that means something different to everyone else you know like passion can be defined differently for everyone
0: yeah and it's not just this thing that comes out of the sky and hits you in the head and goes there
1: i am i was like
0: no it's it's literally trying things out doing it consistently and seeing if there's something you actually enjoy Uh and continuing on and then evolving in that because Mm. eventually part of it will get boring like yeah, Editing, for me, became really boring at some point, especially when I did episodes just by myself. Yeah. Then it was like, okay, well, I don't really care about editing. I don't want to do this anymore, you know? So I had to start <laughs> being like, well, if I want to have a podcast, maybe someone else has to edit it. And and some, and similarly with the videos, like when I started doing partnerships with companies, it was like, I, why am I, I'm spending hours editing a video. I don't like editing videos. Like, I don't care. I just want it to be edited. Right? And Yeah. <clears throat> had like it's like, this evolution that happened that I had to realize about myself and time wise if I wanted to grow more in a in a way that felt good to me mm-hmm. and like I'm not trying to necessarily you know take over the world or something people talk about growth it's almost like this exponential thing that never stops happening yeah and yeah it's this what makes sense for what I want to have in life lifestyle wise I think a lot of us especially people who are go-getters we have this mentality that we have to do everything ourselves. And mm-hmm. I can tell you for like And a years, level of
1: perfectionism
0: because, yeah, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah
0: I, 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 no one else can do it. And it's like, yes. believe me, they can't. And usually they could do it better and, and, but they can't replace you. That's the thing yeah. is like, I, I'm the one doing the videos and I love that part. I'm the one doing the podcast and I love that part. And once I released, you know, gave myself permission in essence, Uh to not have to bog myself down with things that I don't like in my business Uh that freed me like energy wise it was a huge weight that was lifted off of me and actually the person that helped me with this is I don't know if you know her but Amy Porterfield she's like one of these like you know online coach people Except she doesn't call herself that she just has courses on different things Porterfield
1: I feel like now that I'm in like the pod space a little bit I get like ads I don't know if she has like an ad on Instagram but I get a lot of these like podcast ads of like how to build your podcast how to create your niche
0: yeah hers is more around like digital courses and like scaling your business okay and so she has a podcast though Mm and for me it was just hearing that and like the scaling of your business and how you can't scale being a one woman show you know for a long time it was my like badge of honor it's like yeah i do all this myself and it's like
1: yeah i feel like that's i'm at that point right now because i'm like i'm like 10 episodes in now and i'm like proud like i didn't think i could do 10 episodes but i'm like hey i've done this all myself so i don't know when i'll reach that level where i may need to like seek assistance i'm still just a small podcast right but (laughs) it's like oh okay
0: it literally becomes when you feel like it honestly yeah. and, and usually they say that it's right before you feel like it <laughs> because you you'll start to feel it you know that you're just yeah. like hmm. but for i think for interviews if you're not really doing a lot of editing there it's not so bad you yeah. know it was more yeah. like i was doing these individual episodes and you're saying something and you're like oh no and there's like certain facts that you have to get right or like an Icelandic saying the word correctly and Ooh, how many my-
1: takes do you have to do for <laughs> are you pretty? <laughs> in the beginning fluent? it was
0: rough oh my god it was like what am I
1: saying <laughs> are you pretty fluent now like
0: no I wouldn't say I would not call myself fluent I would I'm definitely much better than I was and it's weird because I the fluency part like anybody I talk to I'm like so you're fluent in Icelandic now. You've been for like twenty years and they talk with like ease and they're like, I wouldn't say I'm fluent. So I feel like I'm on the same. Like you know, like it's like don't don't put that on me, please.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't put me on that pedestal where I'm Yeah, like, exactly. Anywhere. It's like I just need to say perform. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: it's a work in progress. Because it's just it's so easy to mess up. It really is.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um I like to do segments on my podcast and I was gonna do like um Icelandic phrases and slogans but I kind Mm -hmm. of cut that because I'm afraid I'm like gonna butcher like this (laughs) thing and I probably have no idea even like remotely how to say it so I'm like okay (laughs) Uh, well let's get into that segment um I have like a speed round okay and I want you to kind of like in terms of Iceland, like, what is the first thing you think of? And kind of, like, describe it oh, to God. me.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Best food to try.
0: Ooh, okay. I'm plant-based. Okay. So I have to put that out there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so my favorite uh, kind of guilty snack or whatever, you know, not guilty, but, like, you know, delicious <laughs> <snudur> from from <laughs> Molzfetsbakri. So Snudur is basically like a cinnamon roll.
1: And Ooh. they
0: put, like uh they have it either in chocolate or in caramel and they like the caramel one is like the topping yeah. on it which is so like gooey and delicious and i feel like i'm
1: like salivating
0: <laughs> yeah and there's, there's that's one bakery and in her so most that's bakery is either in mosa where i live in most that's or it's in Reykjavik. whereas her which also is like a regular bakery but also has vegan treats they have a snickers like a um it's not really a Snickers, but it has those Similar, flavors. I love yeah. peanut butter. Mm. Oh my god. And that's in Grindavik. So those would be like my my two fave type of like... Like
1: if you were to go back home to New York for a little bit and come back to Iceland, like you'd you'd be going over there to get that. Like yeah, that's what
0: you'd I'd be craving. <laughs> for sure.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I need to try that then. Um best place to visit, if I were. Traveling there for the first time, what would you recommend?
0: Ooh, okay. So I know there's first- so
1: many. I feel like you could probably give me like a list. What would be like your number one?
0: Mm, okay. This is a hard one. <laughs> I have a couple of places. I know.
1: Okay. <laughs> what about top, top three? Top three? Top three.
0: <laughs> my number one, if you have the time going to the north to this place called Ausbergen, is so beautiful. So it's basically, it, it's a canyon i guess you can call it uh-huh. in the north that doesn't look like anything else in this the same area and they say that Sleipnir, which is or was like Odin's horse eight-legged horse who's huge you know uh-huh. put his hoof down and created this indent in iceland uh-huh. and it's like a foresty area and they also call it the capital of the elves uh-huh. because when you go in there it's just like so peaceful and beautiful and if you go in specifically in summertime it's just like it's really magical, and there's this lake, uh, botcher I think it's called, and it's really still, and you can see to the bottom of it, and it's just like oh, this is, go- it's so gorgeous. And Goodness and I, when we were there, we're like, "Yep, this is one of our favorite places."
1: Okay, how much time would you say, as like a, a first timer visiting Iceland, would I need to generously like explore the country? Not too long, not too short, but enough time to really appreciate Iceland.
0: Yeah. I would say two weeks, honestly. Right? Yeah. And I think that's...
1: <laughs> I'm people... like, I was hoping you'd say like a month. I'm like, okay, I'll go to Iceland for a month.
0: Well, realistically, for most people, a month is not possible. I know, you, yeah. You, you then do a month, you know? But yeah. like two weeks, I feel like it's a, is a realistic thing to say to a person. Yeah. Granted, it's also kind of, it's a, not kind of, it is an expensive country. So that usually is what makes you okay. be like,
1: yeah.
0: Another area, and this is less of like a place that is singular, like Ausperke, but uh, Requinas Peninsula, like I had mentioned. Yes, I thought so, yeah. Yeah, so this area is where the Blue Lagoon is, where yeah. the volcano is, and it's also a bunch of other, like, there's a ton of other things to do there.
1: That's like that a hot spot? Hmm? That's like a hot spot to go, like, to that area? It's,
0: well, meaning, like, most people don't go. They don't oh. explore the rest of it. because They, they don't just go know to, the, the, like, the Blue there. Lagoon and... Yeah, a lot of people just go to the blue lagoon. They, the airport, the international airport is, is on this peninsula. So people uh. go from international airport to the blue lagoon and then they go to the rest of the country. They have no idea that there's more to the Reykjavíkana Peninsula. And this part is, in a way, like to me, I laugh because I'm like, more for me. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, it's like, this is unfortunate because there's so many beautiful things, like Gündukvær, which is the largest hot pool in Iceland is huge and it has like all this like, steam coming out of it and it has this folklore associated with it. And then you have like these black sand beaches, you have white sand beaches, you oh beautiful lighthouses, like there's oh a ton God. going on in this place. And oh I actually God. like purposely when I did this like partnership with Visit Erequidas, I was so happy to do it because I feel like it's so underrated and it's unnecessarily underrated. Like you're just missing out on really cool things right in the area. You can spend the day there doing so much and third and this is not an order of like i absolutely loved like that like, yeah. love, like, i love them all just like it's like you're having children i don't have kids but i <laughs> you know you gotta be like i
1: love all of them anymore. equally but
0: <laughs> um and that's the west fjords and this is another area that does not get visited a lot because it's really off so we, the way that the west fjords is it's like um Some people call it the head of the dragon or whatever Mm. up there because it's just isolated and has like this little area here that kind of connects it. It's so Mm. thin. So if you were to go off into this um, place, it's a lot more driving, even though you're not going as far because you have to go into a fjord, drive around, but it's so beautiful. Like, it's, it's so beautiful. And they also created a new route that decreases the time from, I think, six hours to four and a half or something. They want yeah. more people to be able to come come there, but the people who live there are so isolated and yeah. like getting to Reykjavik means a really long drive or taking a plane. So if you take a plane, it's half an hour. That's nice.
1: Are I mean, domestic can- flights cheap?
0: Relatively, I <laughs>
1: You know, I feel mean, like I always have to say. <laughs> Disclaimer.
0: <laughs> you know, if you're looking for like a $50 Don't ticket. Don't take this they-
1: word for word. Yeah. <laughs>
0: If you're looking for a $50 ticket, I'd say uh, hopefully they have a crazy special.
1: Okay, crazy <laughs> you know. special. Not even just like, but, oh, you know, occasionally.
0: <laughs> but you, can, I think if you book far enough in advance, you probably can find something for like 100 bucks or something. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's not honestly. terrible. The thing is, though, if you want to get around this area, you're and you're not the person who wants to cycle or, you know, walk, yeah. then you need to get a car, and that will then cost money. And as other places are seeing right now, with them inflating rental car place rental car prices astronomically that is happening in Iceland too so uh-huh. we're having a rental car shortage yay oh wow <laughs> yeah it's it's really not good so you've been trying to get individuals to
1: yeah.
0: rent their personal cars if they want to make some money oh gosh it's, it's gotten money. to that point yeah because they sold a lot of their cars during COVID to make money in order to stay alive Mm-hmm. and now they just don't have enough and like trying to get cars from mainland europe and stuff isn't possible so it's like i don't know if you've heard about this by hawaii but that's happening in hawaii where people are um renting u-hauls <laughs> it's not funny but like, they, like <laughs> i'm like laughing because it's like who thought of this <laughs> yeah, right you haul like, and like, traveling are you
1: moving somewhere like
0: hawaii, right it's but that's uh, happening yeah. i don't think people are doing that here because i don't think that's that cheaper either
1: <laughs> so, oh my gosh you, like know. now who knows like what people will think of now that could be what people do if they see hawaii do
0: it yeah that's what i thought about we have two cars so we thought about like oh, we can cut back on a car and just rent it <laughs> oh my <God>. hey <laughs> because we would do it at a, de- at a decent price you yeah? know it's just weird that this is a thing so wow
1: okay mm-hmm. Oh, okay well thank you for sharing. me i feel like a lot of people can will now know that <laughs> um i have two things first and then the last one will kind of like end off the podcast um they just recently released in the news like the trial that iceland had with the four-day week yeah. i don't this is supposed to be like a speed round but i guess um like what do you think about that like is does it work
0: So the four day week thing is definitely advertisements. Like it's a marketing thing. Yeah. Meaning it is not really four days. So
1: and it's not like enforced there.
0: No, but it went from like 40 hours a week to 36 hours a week, which is not a four day work week. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. That's what I mean by like, when you say this, not you, but like when media puts this out there, they're very much skewing the fact that like,
1: it like was like all one. over the news a couple weeks ago. It was yeah. just like, okay, yes, this trial has been proven successful. Mm-hmm. Okay, give me your opinion on it.
0: So they did it with Reykjavik City and like yeah. you know different city organizations, which I think is awesome, or like not city organizations, but like government organizations. So that seemed to really work well, and I I don't have a problem with people coming back. I mean, this has been a problem for sure in terms of people feeling overworked anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. Iceland yeah. is definitely not exempt from this. I've been in situations plenty of times working for other people where I was just there from like eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night right like this was and was that an just other-
1: because they're like stay later like were they like taking advantage of like okay yeah I'll say you know what I mean yeah like, it's
0: more it? my personality is like if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna try and do it the best I can mm-hmm. and that may require but- more time Yes. And also like, if you do things well, usually people want to give you more work <laughs> and that was <laughs> happening to me for sure. Yeah. And so this required, I felt like, you know, either me to change kind of how I feel that I am, you know, to some respect, a little bit of a workaholic, but I don't see that as a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. It's, you know, if you, if you enjoy what you're doing, then it's mm-hmm. not, what are those that the clothes, it's not work. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. But there it became work after a while. So I, like if someone had told me like, hey, you know, we have less hours now. I'm be like, okay, does that mean that they're going to stop giving us as much work to do, with it, right? Is it Not necessarily. And for so, okay, so for some people, this is working out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that like a friend of mine who's a nurse, for instance, she works for the national hospital and she's been really happy with it. I know people who work with city government who have been really happy with it. And I know other people who are like, the work hasn't, Decreased. So, am I working for free?
1: Right? So <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. But,
0: you know, you're supposed to get like overtime, technically. So, yeah. I,
1: I, I hear you're supposed to.
0: to. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I worked for an, an agency. Mm-hmm. My, my last job was an agency, which is um, a marketing agency, like an advertising agency, you know, not the Dom Draper type of environment, mm-hmm. thankfully. But <laughs> there is this, you know, the expectations are very, very high. Mm-hmm. And if you were to put, so a client pays for a certain amount of hours, and you put more hours than what the client is paying for. Then they're gonna want to know why does this take more hours, even if you sold something that takes more hours. You know what I mean? So this yeah. is the of dance that you do, and so sometimes you feel guilty about it. You just end up doing more because you're just like, well, I'm the company has this obligation. I'm the one in charge of it. You know, and then so oh, I would say my opinion. Like I think it's great to have more time, and if like there are well. Yeah, but are like there's always going to be outside of the...
1: and I guess that's you know, why they say it's like a trial, right? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, and also for employers, because they're scared that that means less productivity. But I think for a lot of people, it does mean that they're going to do more, but maybe their breaks get cut shorter. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's parts to it that there's pros and, and cons. And yeah. I think this does not get at all. Like, Iceland, for the most part, does not get that image out in the world of like the pros and cons it's always just the pros right so it's like
1: they, they want people to equality
0: you know uh yeah. gender equality and it's yeah. like, like oh, there's not 100 gender equality here oh, let's be real you know yeah. like same thing with like the four day work week it's not even technically four days <laughs> it's, it's,
1: like, it's
0: less who hours. deals with
1: the marketing for iceland
0: <laughs> well I think i think it was more like a you take the context or, or a bit of what was the context, and you run with it. And that's what the media has done. You yeah. need one big publication to, to say, really
1: yeah, put it out go there. It. Go
0: it. And just, everyone just starts to snip off of the same yeah. piece of information, and then yeah. they make it their own well, you know, way. Anyway.
1: Yeah, because I'm in Canada and like they're saying like, OK, they're thinking that the the U.S. may try to do a trial of this. And then Toronto might try to do a trial of this because it's been so successful over there. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's and like you said, it's that publication that just needs one to really sell it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, though, that okay. this is something that
0: because it's a trial, like you mentioned, yeah it's a test in essence, right? So like, I do think it's helpful that when you're testing that you just keep improving on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if they're gonna try it in the US, then I think it's good to at least even have that idea. So the big pro of it is being like, this is possible and people deserve it. I mean, especially in the US where like you get- Hard workers. What, 10 days of vacation a mm-hmm. year, most employers, that's what their, you know, max is. And you can't take that all at the same time and like,
1: it's and and, and yeah. let's be real. Like sometimes that ten days is some for a busy person that will be doing things that you wouldn't be able to do during the week, work week. So are you really on vacation? You know.
0: Yeah, and so- then you have to travel. It's like by the time you relax <laughs> two days. Yeah, by the time you feel relaxed, you're like I have to pack up and leave. It's yeah, t- <laughs> let's just turn around. Not to relax. Dip my,
1: dip my toes in the water. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. go. All right. Um, okay, Jules. I have one last thing. Maybe you okay. to end it off. Describe Iceland and Icelandic people in a word or phrase, if possible.
0: Well, okay, there's like a I wouldn't say it's official; it's unofficial phrase Iceland. Okay, and that is feta retast, and that basically means like it'll all work out.
1: <laughs> so, oh, I like that. I like yeah. that.
0: And you know, I wouldn't say it's not like a kuna Matata type of thing. So, because Iceland is such a Very like it varies here in terms of the weather. Mm -hmm. So the nature really dictates a lot. Yeah. So it could be that you know you had plans for something, but now there's like a windstorm and you can't you can't go out, you know, or just like things are just very volatile in that way. Mm -hmm. That you making plans can be hard on you if you're gonna stick to those only, right? If you're gonna be kind of stubborn about it. But with that that it's just like kind of like don't don't give so much energy to that like it will work out just keep on going what you're doing you know icelanders they're not always known for being the like best planners like organized planners because of this because of like being a needing to shift to go like do other things if it doesn't work out and so yeah that's just a, I think the mentality grown out of necessity
1: mm, uh, yeah like
0: there's, there's a lot of pop there was a lot of poverty here for such a long time, like people were still living in turf houses, not that long ago. You know, wow. it's, it's long enough, but but a lot uh, earlier, or I should say, like closer to now than like you know other countries and other developed places. And so there was a lot that was dictating their lives. And still to this day, I mean, you know, regardless if you live in a secure house or not, if you're going to go out driving in a windstorm, there's a good chance that your car could get blown off the road or like the window. Oh windows my, God, that's
1: open. so scary. Yeah, so have you ever like, had that experience?
0: No, because I definitely look at the weather. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like it can't happen all of a sudden. I mean, it can But is like, it
1: accurate? Like, is the weather network yeah, accurate yeah. there? Okay.
0: <laughs> I guess they um, need to be, right? At the risk of. You know, yeah. like you can have many seasons in one day. Like, it, mm-hmm. I've definitely been on a summer day where it was like, well, later in the summer, it hailed, it was sunshine, then it rained, and then. It was really, really windy. And I was all the same day. It was really beautiful. <laughs> it, was like, it was beautiful, but it was like, it's really hailing right now. It's like a
1: roller coaster of emotions as well. Yeah. With like a... yeah. So it's just like. So you need to pack in your bag, like extra pair of socks, a coat, a raincoat, an umbrella, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like sunscreen. Yeah, we're, ha- <laughs> we're
0: having a colder summer. Like yeah. Like this summer. Is it summertime
1: right now? Like it's mm-hmm. the same um, seasons, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. And okay. I think it's, okay, it's 12 degrees Celsius right now.
1: Oh, but this, and that yeah, summer? That summer. Okay. <laughs> you're like, but wait, that's Yes, that is that's summer. That's like fall temperatures here in, in yeah. like Toronto. So I'm like, exactly. okay. Double digits. Wait, what's the hottest oh. that it gets?
0: Usually like if you get to 16, that's a really warm day. Wow, It's a decently warm day. If you get to anything, I should say that's decently warm, right? That would be like high summertime temperatures. Mm-hmm. But it, does, it has happened where it's gotten to over 20 in certain areas. And people were just like, heat wave, okay? Like, really
1: outside, they're...
0: as if we were Venice Beach, shirts off, running around. Like, wow,
1: yeah. with 20 degrees. 20 degrees is not bad, I feel like, that's, that's nice. With the sun shining.
0: <laughs> I love it, because like, whenever I explain to you, people are like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in Toronto and you're from New York, so you yeah. know, we've experienced like hot weather and yeah. being in the city, like you know, it's it's like the the jungle when when you're in between like the buildings, it gets so mm-hmm. hot. So,
0: exactly. Okay. <laughs> so I, I like that it's not that hot, but this morning when I went out, we it was maybe we were out of the house at seven something. It was eight degrees. Okay. So it was chilly, and I was just like, "Dang!"
1: <laughs> because it's so has your hmm? has your body acclimated to the like adjusted? Mm-hmm. To, yeah? yeah. I guess I was after afraid. five I was years.
0: Wearing a coat or or jacket this morning, I was just because yeah. we were going to the gym, so I was just wearing like my like gym shirt mm-hmm. and, you know, stretchy pants. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I actually had on socks and sandals, which the only reason why I do that is because in Iceland, oh, I don't know,
1: a lot of people hearing this right now, they're gonna be like, socks and sandals. <laughs>
0: well, I have, at least at least it's not something that I do like going downtown, but I do it to the gym because you have to take your shoes off when you get to the gym, so you have to mm. change shoes. And this is something that in, you would never do this in New York, right? Like yeah. they don't have, they would never have a section where you leave your shoes to go and put on your gym shoes that you don't wear outside.
1: Yeah, okay. Because in Iceland,
0: like, when you go into people's homes, for instance, you don't, you don't wear shoes in people's houses. You take them See, off. See,
1: the I house. don't know if that's in America, because in Canada we do, or I guess in my household and in my mm-hmm. friend's household, we do take our shoes off when we enter someone else's home. Yeah, so. it depends on
0: where you live in the US. So I had a video yeah. about this about like things that would offend Icelanders. And <laughs> one person was like, actually in my home, I think they were in Texas or something that like, they would be offended if you took your shoes off. And I was like whoa offended yeah. and it like and, and also they some people feel like it makes other people feel uncomfortable to make them take their shoes off like it is so interesting <laughs> see
1: seeing their toes or their, yeah. their socks.
0: Or even like you know I don't I don't know I just I never thought about it because when I in New York I also took my shoes off like mm-hmm. I had an apartment like my little studio apartment yeah. I would take my shoes off at the front door and leave
1: them there and so when yeah, who knows I'm, where you're I'm walking over. around in right yeah it's like I don't
0: Poop and you know <laughs> New dirt York, and
1: New York, yeah, it's exactly. my
0: house, right? Like so, yeah. This is um, a really fascinating kind of like for me to learn that depending on where you go in the U.S. or maybe individual houses, even uh-huh. they have really different feelings about this and very strong feelings as well. Wow! Yeah,
1: like who would have thought? Wow, oh, okay, well, thank you so much, Jules. Like, I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you.
0: Likewise, yeah, you guys. You're doing a great job, so. Oh, thank
1: you. That. Thank you so much. And, like, thank you for your tips. And I feel like you describing how you started off, it's really, like, inspiring. Not to say that I don't think I, like, reach your <laughs> level, but, like, I love hearing your stories and your adventures and, like, good luck in Iceland. And I can't wait to see what you have, like, put out moving forward. Thank you. Oh, and where can people find you? I know yeah. I'm going to add a link. Okay. Uh, and a tag to this post and to this podcast but let us know where can people find okay.
0: you well first thank you though i appreciate that and i feel like if you want it to happen in terms of just being consistent you'll keep growing so thank you it's just a matter of like what speaks to you mm-hmm. um, yeah to find me on instagram i am all things iceland on youtube i'm all things iceland on facebook i'm all things iceland and the same uh for the podcast name is also everything is all things, all things all iceland things like- but the podcast is everywhere you can find podcasts like Spotify, yes. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all that jazz.
1: All right. Well, guys, you heard it here. I will send a, add a link to this podcast. And thank you so much, Jules. I hope you have a wonderful day. Is it, what time is it there right now?
0: It's 4.08 right now. And oh,
1: cool. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and evening. Thank you. Bye. Too. Bye.